With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption in logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com insights. Where does creativity fit into compliance? In more places than you think. Problem solving, accountability, communication, and connection. They all take creativity. Join your hosts, Tom Fox and Ronnie Feldman on Creativity and Compliance, part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox and Ronnie Feldman back for another episode. And today we are extraordinarily pleased to have a very special guest, Ernie Broden, who is the Senior Advisor for Ethics and Compliance Initiative. ECI recently published a new on-demand or um, elevating ethics and compliance certification prep course. And they have utilized some of the creative approaches uh, that we've talked about in this podcast series to ensure the course is engaging and even a little fun. So with that incredibly long-winded introduction, first of all, uh, welcome, Ernie, and happy to be back, Ronnie. Hey, thank you so much. Great to be here. So, Ernie, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, your ethics and compliance journey and then the evolution of the E&C community as you've seen it over the past few years? I spent about 30 years in the corporate sector, and um uh, worked to, in, first of all, human resources in the financial services area and then uh, consumer lending. Uh, and then in 2000, I uh, applied for and got the chief ethics officer job at USAA, United Services Automobile Association. And I served in that role for uh, about 11 years uh, before I retired, uh, went to St. Mary's University uh, as the director of the MBA and executive ed program. And uh, then uh, also when I, when I left there, I had been working with the ECI all along as a senior advisor. I've been a part of the ECI when it was the Ethics Resource Center, which you may recall, um, and also the um, Ethics and Compliance Officer Association, which came in under the umbrella of ECI in 2015. And so that's a little bit about my background. I, I often um, uh, tell people that by my ending up in ethics and staying in ethics for so many years um, in the corporate sector was either uh, God's plan for me or a gross oversight by God. <laughs> um, but uh, I do feel like it's been my, my destiny to work with the ECI and also to be engaged, engaged in this wonderful practice that we have. So, Ernie, uh, I got to know you back when you were at USAA, and um, we had the the pleasure of uh, collaborating on that first series of ethics videos that we created. I want to say that was back in uh, 2009 or 2010, and um, it was, we were creating comedic compliance training videos, which felt very novel at the time. But my initial memory of working with you was that you were jumping in with both feet. You were very excited about this idea, and then together we we developed a nice rapport where you helped us with subject matter expertise and together we created a, a fun video series. So you've been an early adapter for creativity in the compliance space for a while. And I, I'm grateful for that because that helped uh, me on my journey. 
Um, so today I wanted to talk to you. Uh, we had the pleasure of working together quite recently with my company, Learnings and Entertainments, collaborating with the ECI to take your Elevating Ethics Compliance course, which my understanding has always been sort of a, lot, sort of a live webinar um, experience in terms of uh, educating the compliance community and turning it into an on-demand course. So why don't we just start off with you telling the listening audience a little bit about uh, the Elevating Ethics Compliance course and um, the new version of the Elevating Ethics Compliance course and what it is. Yeah, that's great. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, this is uh, called Elevating Ethics and Compliance, or E2C. And um, and this is a uh, course that leads to certification as a leadership professional in ethics and compliance. Uh, we've had this certification for some time, but it's always been a live, uh, synchronous kind of a uh, program. And, and now we've taken it to this on-demand platform. Um, It's really a deep dive into uh, knowledge and understanding and measurement of a high-quality ethics and compliance program and the role of the ethics and compliance professional in creating that kind of a program. It really was founded, in fact, on the uh, Blue Ribbon Panel Report um, that was um, produced by the Ethics and Compliance Initiative and also by the U.S. Chamber of Commerce on principles and practices of high-quality ethics and compliance programs. Uh, that was really looking at what's the next step, you know, uh, uh, because we have the federal sentencing guidelines um, and the evolution through that, but we had a group of 28 um, uh, experienced practitioners, senior practitioners, um, top academics, former enforcement officials that came together and said, well, what's the next step here in terms of the evolution? Uh, because if you look back at the grand history of our practice, um, you can see this, this, this development that has this convergence in terms of globalization now. But it's one continuous story. Everything's connected to everything else. And so this high-quality um, Blue Ribbon Panel Report, um, high-quality ethics and compliance programs, uh, was a way that we've defined the future. And so this course is really based on this vision of the future. And... Um, uh, we had been doing this training of uh, leadership professional in ethics and compliance for almost a decade. Um, but as I said, it had been live uh, before. But now we've turned it into this on-demand course, and it's got 18, 15-minute training segments. Um, and there's a lot of information packed in there. So we wanted to make sure that it was educational, uh, but also interesting for people, interactive and maybe even a little bit of fun. And so that's why we uh, contacted you and Learnings and Entertainments. But, um, but it is global. And so it's, it's going to be available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. It's on demand. Um, uh, but also we recognize that there probably need to be some synchronous aspects to this because people, especially today, want to connect with others. Through perhaps today more than ever before in a virtual space, people still have a need to reach out and connect with each other. And so we want to include some synchronous kinds of experiences where people can do that, extend their networks and um, and learn with uh, other people, as well as have something that's on demand and in these short 15 minute segments. So that's great. I, I have to admit, I learned so much about really the ethics compliance community. It took me to another level because the way we work together, Ernie, is that you and your team 
had to basically take this live experience, synthesize that down on paper into a brief that me and my creative team could understand. And then our job together was like, okay, there's a lot of information here. How do we make it interesting? How do we make it interactive? How do we make, uh, uh, make it so that it's, um, more of a dialogue versus just a monologue and, and something that, that, you know, people will actually enjoy taking as, as well as learning. Um, so I want to ask you a couple questions about it, but let me just get some nuts and bolts out of the way. So this is an advanced course, uh, for the ethics compliance community on, um, defining and, uh, uh, defining and how to maintain a high quality ethics program, right? So this is like, people can take this to learn what a high quality ethics program is and the things that you need to do to maintain that. Does that sound right? It does. The principles and practices. Principles and practices. And the other thing I, um, is that it's also, um, a prep course to be, uh, certified as a leadership professional ethics, ethics compliance, right? Yes, leadership, professional, and ethics and compliance. Great, cool. So, uh, just for clarity for the community, so they put together this amazing course. So, if you're in the ethics compliance community and you want to uh, get an advanced certification, you can take this for that, as well as obviously for other people who want to uh, learn how to take your program from um, one level to another level. Um, so, the thing I want to focus on now is like the the. I thought people might find it interesting to hear how you and I went about making it interesting. <laughs> so do you want to maybe share your perspective on the process that we went through? We can kind of unpack the steps that we went through to, to make, to make yeah. the program. So it wasn't just a dull, boring rote thing. Yeah. We started with um, reaching out and connecting with you and wanting to do something that was out of the box that people hadn't seen before. And, um, and so we started with this creative development, this, I would say kind of a concept definition stage. Um, and, um, and you pitched to us a few of the creative concepts that came from your understanding of uh, an experience in terms of media and what really helps people stay connected with learning um, and what makes learning most effective. And, um, and we landed on the idea of creating two co-host characters to narrate these videos. What, and I picked up a lot of language in working with you, these intros and outros for each uh, section <laughs> and um, each of the 18 sessions. And, um, and we had pop-ups from time to time to add color and commentary and to keep people engaged. One of the things that we do for any kind of project, um, any kind of creative engagement is, we, you know, you first have to have a thorough understanding of the subject matter. And so obviously that's where you and your team came in to kind of help educate us so that we can help simplify it and uh, and find a creative framework that balances the series of the subject matter with something fun. And uh, so what I, I'm remembering one of our writers pitching you the idea of um, Waldorf and Statler. Uh, for those of you who remember the Muppets, <laughs> uh, we yeah. were trying to think of like, all right, so we have to unpack a lot of information and some of it's very serious. So how can we do that? Well, let's create some banter between two co-hosts, essentially. And we use Waldorf and Statler, even though these our characters aren't grumpy old men. But uh, So we, had, we ended up landing on that idea. Um, do you want to maybe share a little bit about uh, Val and Reggie? Oh, yeah. Sure. Two of my best friends at this point. We spent a lot of time together over the past few months. And uh, 
Yeah, I think that we like the idea of Waldorf and Statler. Um, I think that's what it was. My grand, great grandparents told me about that show. <laughs> but um, yeah, by the way, all the millennials right now are like they're googling it and they're like, "What are they I talking know, I know. about?" What is yeah. this? But yeah. uh, but we also are very sensitive to our audience and the fact that a lot of people who are coming through our practice now are millennials um, and Gen Xers, and um, and so we wanted to have characters that they could relate to. And so uh, we came up with this idea of, of Val and Reggie. And um, these are two chief ethics and compliance officers, basically. They're animated um, personalities. Uh, one, uh, Reggie, is a lawyer. He's a, a bit uptight and I would say loquacious and prone to hyperbole. Um, he, uh, he tends to emphasize more the compliance side of things. Um, and that's Reggie, a little corny. <laughs> well, a lot corny. And then Val is a little bit cooler and laid back. And she represents more of the ethics side of things. And she keeps Reggie grounded. And so Val and Reggie are these animated characters that open and close each session, adding a few jokes uh, engaging in banter, some lev- levity, and summarizing the key learning points, kind of setting the stage for what comes next. Um, and um, and there are some fun ways that we've added some uh, uh, some some humor and levity to the situation. We have some uh, weird acronyms. These little um, you call them cryons. These little uh, banner boxes that come up, like in the movies, where you say what happened to so and so later after the movie that they went on to establish this or that, and and but it's always a funny kind of a thing. And so we have these banners that float in and out that give you some depth and actually a sense of relationship to the humanity of these characters. Um, and uh, and over time, I have to say that uh, they've actually taken off a life of their own. I I think we think they're on the payroll. At this point, they're just people we don't see very often, but but people know about Reggie and Val around the office. And um, and they also introduce uh, song. They communicate things musically um, and um, uh, just uh, just great personalities. And you found these voice actors for us and they did a great job. Oh, great. Great. Yes. Uh, well, I thought you did a good job of explaining it. Uh, my interpretation of these two characters is so obviously there, there's a, a ton of really uh, I, I'll say uh, weighty pieces of information that has to be conveyed uh, 18 segments of 15 minutes each. There's a lot of information in there. So we chopped it up into short, shorter 15 minute segments so that the user can digest these uh, in smaller increments in their own time. Um, and I think together we landed on Val and Reggie because uh, actually it's Reginald uh, Highbrow Third, I believe is his, uh, his full That's name. That's right. We, we, we like the idea of emphasizing and perhaps heightening the compliance persona of the one who's into rules and minutiae um, uh, and details. So we, we, we sort of played with that a little bit to represent that point of view. And then we had uh, Ellen Valuesworth, a.k.a. Val, who would play up a little bit more of the um, what I would term the hippie chick <laughs> kind of personality. So she's more into yoga and can explain things in a more empathetic way way and we thought that's a nice uh balance to get both the ethics and compliance perspective which is an existing tension within the world so we 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 kind of enjoy uh uh providing 
those both of those two perspectives. Um, you mentioned a couple, like one of the. So again, a lot of what we would do is use these characters in short videos at the beginning and end of every segment to one introduce the segment in a fun way and then recap at the end. And in between, if we thought things were going a little long without something interesting or engaging, we try and find either a song or a weird acronym. Um, my favorite one was we would, we had, uh, explain legally and explain bluntly. And so one, we would explain that, uh, you know, uh, uh, a lesson. And then if you click down on the one before, it would say something like, uh, uh, yeah, culture is important. Uh, said bluntly, uh, strategy means nothing if your culture is crap, <laughs> you know, something to that effect. So really just to cut to the chase. So anyway, I'm just, I guess I'm reveling in our own writing, but, uh, uh, that's the parts that I enjoyed. No, I think that was really great. And that kind of keeps it new for people. And then, you know, I mean, we also tried to have some interactive elements here. Um, and so uh, in between the intros and the outros, then we have the material, the course material that's being prevented, uh, presented, but we actually present it in a way that I think keeps people engaged. Sometimes they uh, click through certain items or uh, we have flip boxes that they'll click on that will flip to reveal information behind them or they will scroll down um, through, uh, through items uh, but we always are trying to keep learners engaged. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting thing that it, you guys are very uh, put high emphasis on interactivity and engagement. And when you're creating a, a course that has uh, this much advanced weighty material on it, you want to make sure that there are little checkpoints where people will uh, that you can ensure that people are, are paying attention. They can't just scroll through. So we. We created uh, what I would call activities where they would very simply have a question, would have to click on something to have it um, flip over and answer. And then, we'd, of course, we'd put a few red herrings in there to make sure that they were paying attention. Um, so it would be serious, 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 and maybe throwing a little fun one in there. Um, but, yeah, so lots of scrolling, lots of, like, click here, this uh, pop-up menus and, and – um, and things of that nature. And then again, book ended with the video at the, at the end. Um, so anything, well, anything else I'm missing from the course? I just want to give you an opportunity to, to, to share a little bit more about it. I feel like we've covered it pretty well, but, uh, just deferring back to you, what else did you, do you want to say about it? Uh, I think that, um, uh, I think it's just kind of got a, uh, I think one of the principles here is just, uh, keeping people on their toes and always introduce something different, um, because um, uh, learners become habituated very quickly uh, to a particular approach. And so if there's any place that continuous improvement um, uh, pertains, it's to training. And we don't really have that kind of attitude generally. And so I think that, um, that I enjoyed working with the team in terms of trying to figure out different kinds of things that we could throw in just to kind of keep people a little bit off balance. And uh, I, I think that's what this program does. Off balance in a good way. I, I like the way you say that. Uh, you know, I, I espouse all the time on, on this podcast and elsewhere that like even my favorite videos that we've created, you you have to change it up. Like I, I use the, the Simpsons as an example. The Simpsons is a great show, but that, but it's not new anymore. Like I'm like, oh, I've seen that before. So you kind of always have to keep people. Uh, I always say you engage people with variety and surprise. 
Um, and uh, you delight, yeah, surprise, surprise, and delight. Um, uh, Tom, I'm just checking in with you. I have a couple other questions for Ernie, but I uh, want to check in to see if you had any thoughts you wanted to throw in there. Yeah, Ernie, the thing that struck me is that I, I recognize when you sat down to design this course, you probably had not anticipated a pandemic slash endemic that would uh, essentially put America's workforce at working from home. But the timing of the release of this, I think, will be incredibly propitious, not only for what we're going to through immediately, but uh, I'm beginning to sense that many people think this may be a huge shift in the way America does business. And there may be many more people working remotely. There may be many more people accessing true educational material. Uh, not that Ronnie and I are not educational on our podcast, but we don't give certifications. And for, for ECI to put this out at this time, I think could really be one of the leading edge uh, training uh platforms for the compliance community and could really help uh, facilitate a new generation, as you articulated, of millennials and Gen Zers who uh, take this training and use that as a platform to really lead our uh, discipline in the next, uh, you know, 20, 25, 20, 30 and beyond. Yeah, I think those are really important points. And how often, you know, I reflect back on my years at the ACI and um, and how we've we've worked um, um, kind of a, a ahead of the power curve in terms of trying to define not where people are today, but where are they going to be in terms of their focus and their interest and their attention in six months. That's that's what makes you um, when you put on programs where people say, "Well, you must be brilliant. <laughs> how did you know that this was going to happen at this particular time?" Um, and and you you don't really know sometimes, but you know you have to lean into technology and lean into uh, to um, to things. And I think that one of the core, Tom, mentioning the uh, COVID nineteen is so appropriate here because uh, what I'm really coaching people on today is this is a time to return to the deeper fundamentals because we don't know where the next thing is going to come from. We don't know if it's going to be another pandemic. We don't know if it's going to be financial contagion. We don't know if it's going to be massive cyber attacks, but we know that something is out there that's going to have large scale systemic impact on us today. And so the question is, is how can we, how can we fundamentally change the way we are relating uh, to the world around us? How can we develop those core competencies? Uh, how can we deliver training that is easy for people to take on their own time, but training that, that also helps connect people with others in the business? Because, because this is not really about training. It's about people and it's about competencies and expertise. And so I really appreciate the, the thought and the comment that you have. I think that this is something just like people going to virtual conferencing now. Um, this is going to be the new normal. Things are going to change. Um, as um, in the Wizard of Oz, uh, Toto, I don't think we're in Kansas anymore. And the sooner we recognize that, the better we'll be able to move through this period and continue to thrive. Well, I think you said that. Let me pick up on one more thing, because it also strikes me that uh, many uh, training courses are really focused on uh, a retrospective look back. Where have we been? How do we get to where we are? What are the rules? 
this course seems to be designed to lay a platform or a foundation that a compliance practitioner can use literally to move forward, as I said, to 2025 or, or 2030 or perhaps even beyond. So it also seems to me to be forward looking in that manner uh, as well. Yeah, I think I think it is forward looking and, and there is a strong uh, flavor of continuous improvement in this. And a lot of certification programs, ours previously included in this, have been more backward looking. You know, it's it's having an understanding of where we come from, which is really important. You know, um, it's important to be informed. But but uh, uh, but. I think any senior executive will tell you that what's important is not just to have a sense of where we're coming from, but to have the foresight and the insight to lean into the future and see where we're going, see where people's attention is going, um, see the underlying trends that are evolving. And how can we how can we get in front of that and capitalize on it? Um, and I think this on-demand program is just one way to do it. And the HQP, the High Quality Ethics and Compliance Programs, is leaning into the future just by the nature of the Blue Ribbon Panel Report. Um, and um, uh, because looking, uh, relying on the past will only get us so far, right? Yeah, I, w- I will tell you, I, w- I will tell you that we, uh, we were really proud to work on it, um, partially because, you know, we're, we're known as an agency that about creativity and we most, we, historically have produced things that are about communication and awareness, but this was really a, a much meatier subject. And obviously working with you and the ECI team uh, um, was something that we were really proud to have done because it just shows you that no matter how serious the subject, it's important to be engaging. It's important to keep people off balance. The way, I love the way you said that. Um, and it's important to continue to find ways to reinvent yourself because we're all human beings, no matter what the modality we, we, everybody likes to learn th- new things. Everyone likes to be entertained. Everyone likes um, interesting. Uh, so um, why don't you do uh, one last uh, plug? Tell people where, if they want to find out, if they either want to take the course or just learn more about the course, um, where can they do that? I, I, I'd be happy to. I would like to add one thing, though, um, and that is that, mm-hmm. um, that we really focus on people having fun in this. And I do think that Sometimes people think, well, do ethics and compliance people really want to have fun? And my feeling is, and Tom, you probably would agree with me, ethics and compliance people know how to have fun better than anybody else because it's the way they cope with the pressure of of their work. And so if there's anybody who appreciates a kind of a humorous approach to the work that we do and a lighthearted approach, it's actually the ethics and compliance folks. And so we're really excited to be on – uh, launching this um, in uh, uh, around the first of May, uh, I think the week of May fourth is what we're aiming for. Uh, people can find out more information by going to ethics.org backslash e2c. That's ethics.org backslash e2c. And um, why don't you sing that, Ernie? Go ahead and sing it. Ethics.org backslash e2c. Yeah, that's right. Now, let, let me get Rudy and Val in here. They can actually do it better than I. <laughs> and so that's just that's just kind of the unexpected process that actually has been part of this. It's a true joy and a collaboration in spirit. And I thank both of you for giving me an opportunity to talk about it. 
Well, Ernie, certainly for me, it's uh, been my pleasure to uh, to work with you over the years and uh, to learn more about the E2C platform. I'm greatly looking forward to seeing where ECI takes this. I really love your words about continuous improvement because uh, that's one of the key um, traits, I think, of the ECI. And if we can bring continuous improvement to uh, the certification process, I, I, I can hardly imagine where it can be taken. So thanks so much for taking the time to visit with me. Ronnie, any final words? Uh, I know. I thought you all recapped pretty well. Thanks a lot, Ernie. Thanks, uh, Tom. And we'll, we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Creativity and Compliance. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.